Hi, I'm Mark. And I'm Anna. We've been married for 10 years. This, this is Two Peas in a podcast. podcast. Follow along as we talk about marriage, parenting, and life from a biblical perspective. And hello, everybody. Welcome back, everyone, <laughs> to week five. Week five. Episode five. All right, so we are talking today. First of all, how's everybody doing? (laughs) Guys, doing good. All right, here we go. Good to know. Uh, Today we're talking about married life before kids and then life after kids and how that changed. Pretty much stayed the same. No. Well, big understatement. Um. So, right now though. It should be noted that we are sitting in a little hotel room here in Branson, Missouri right now. Mark Hotel Suite. Nope. Branson. <laughs> what's this place Tower? called? Tower. Branson Towers or Branson, Branson Tower Towers building? Hotel. I don't know. Something like that. Anyway, we are on our anniversary trip. It is not the trip we had originally planned. Nope. We were originally going to go to Colorado, but... Um, it didn't work out, So, <laughs> so we are in... Life, life happens, so Branson was our uh, as our second best option. So here we are. Um, we're gonna do some sightseeing tomorrow, and maybe do some fun things. If I can talk this guy into going to see some museums. I mean, it's Branson. And... There's not a lot of fun things to do here. That is completely false. So Very many overrated. the options are endless here. I love Branson. Mark thinks gone it's to overrated. And gone to Fun City, <laughs> the Sonic parking lot. And maybe Sandy Beach. Oh, okay. could have had the time of our lives. Okay. Could have, should have, would have. Here we are in Branson, Missouri. So we are taking advantage of our time alone, and we're going to do a few pods while we're sitting here. That's right. So let's get to it. And if you'll pardon me just a little bit, I might have to clear my throat. I'm a tad under the weather. So if I sound a little more manly than I normally do, <laughs> that's why. All right. Let's get to it. Married life. Mark. Yes, ma'am. What was life like before we had children? What did we do? What did our daily life <laughs> look like? Um, it's hard to remember what we did. I do remember we went on weekly dates or date nights or whatever. Friday nights. Yep. Every Friday night, yeah. we would go somewhere and do something. Uh, usually just out to eat, but sometimes watch a movie or... Otherwise, we kind of did the normal go to work, come home in the evenings, yeah, watch our show. very normal. Mark and I have always been kind of a little old couple at heart. <laughs> yeah, we had um, shows that we watched back then. You had never yeah. seen Lost, so we watched Lost. That's true. Um, and The Office, you had never seen that all the no. way through, so we watched that. Parenthood. Parenthood. Highly recommend if you have not seen it. We um, started that. Yeah, we watched a lot more shows. You know, Like and actually got to sit and finish the show. Yeah, and multiple episodes <laughs> And we get to watch multiple episodes. Um, but, and I would say... I would say, too, we, I mean, this is probably goes without saying, but we slept better and longer and more than we do now. Uh, yeah. We, we had uh, less wrinkles and bags under our eyes. You don't know how little sleep you can function on until you have kids. Yeah. Um, but we also, I mean, we just had more, I think we had more of a, like a set routine. We did, and I worked full time then. Mm-hmm. So I we were did. Dinks. Out, we were dinks, double income, no kids. Right. I did at one time have a full time job. 
Um, and one day that will come again. It was kind of the daily life for the Slavics. Nothing Pretty, too exciting to note too about. Exciting, yeah. Which is why we uh, combined life, married life before kids, and then life after kids. Because our life was not super exciting yeah. before. Don't get me wrong. We do like to do adventurous things together every once in a while. But we just enjoy the comfort of our home together. So, yeah. All right. Where'd you? Okay. When do we know we were ready for kids? Mm, Good question mark. Question mark. Good exclamation point. (laughs) Um, Okay, so we kind of talked about it early on in our marriage. We were definitely not older by any means getting married, but we were older than most of our friends who got married. I was... 27? You were 26? Mm-hmm. And I was the last friend of all of my really close friends. All my friends were having babies at that point. I was um, probably about the middle. Maybe most, I'd say. Early. Most were having babies. And, um... Yeah, I was one of the first. But, that being said, we knew we didn't want to just, like, totally just jump in right away. I'd, yeah, I think we waited, what, like, nine months, maybe... Maybe a year at the most, not even. And we to started start trying. trying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So we, <clears throat> yeah, I'd say we were probably married about nine months. And then we kind of just like mutually, mutually agreed. Like, yeah, I think we're ready. Because again, um, we've said this in previous podcasts, but we were just really good friends for a really long time. We dated for 11 months. We're engaged for 11 months. So I felt like we had a really adequate amount of time, just us two and really getting to know each other. And but looking back to if you're a younger couple, I would say don't don't rush it. <laughs> don't rush it. Kids really, are really enjoy each so other. So much fun. Yes, and totally are. worth it. But once you're once in it, you're there. in it. And so and we may be different than some parents out there, but we we really put most of our time, energy and effort into them. I think that's most parents. Yeah. So, and so if you are younger that's Wait like just take your time, bit. and yeah, that's totally no fine. Rush. Enjoy your time being married, um, but because you know, by that point, I was twenty seven, twenty eight, nearing. I was twenty nine when Aiden was born, so you were twenty eight. I was twenty eight, so we decided probably nine months into our marriage. Okay, I think we're ready to start trying. Then the trying began, and it took us eleven months to get pregnant with Aiden. That may be a whole nother podcast in itself of just the waiting period and the anxiousness that came with that and the questioning and the heartache month after month because it's like when you decide you're ready, you're ready. And so every month that I went with a negative pregnancy test was just another letdown. Um, And it certainly up until that point in my life was one of the biggest testers of my faith. Um of just walking through that time and, and questioning. Cause you don't know, like, is this infertility, like true infertility? Cause I'm, I know plenty of couples that struggle for three and five years to get pregnant. And while that was not our story and I'm, I'm thankful for the short time considering, um, that it took us, you know, at the time it felt like an eternity and you'd certainly question and wonder why. Um, looking back now, you know, I, I know that um, everything happens. I know this is going to sound so cheesy, but everything happens 
for a reason and in the timing that it's meant to happen. And so I see that now, but as with anything, when you're in the midst, it's hard to see beyond your current circumstance. So it's hard to understand why. On the flip side of that, it was really fun for those 11 months (laughs) to work on procreating. Mark liked trying. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Uh, goodness. Okay. Anyway, so 11 months later... We find 11 out months we're later, pregnant. boom, pregnant, and and a surprise. Life as me we know it has time. never been the same. Uh, and obviously, obviously, going from one kid to two is much different. But with Aiden, our firstborn, we didn't realize how great we had it <laughs> until we had ever our secondborn. Really, and is yeah, a really, really just good kid. easy going good kid. Of course, he has his quirks and and things that. Present challenges. Yeah, but he's very smart. And I would say his first three months of life were probably the most difficult. But because that, we were brand new, yeah, we had that no might idea just be because on. we were brand new parents and had no clue. And so going from sleeping all night to every two hours was rough. Yeah. But then, like, <laughs> it rocked Anna, our worlds. Like Anna said, after that first three months, he started sleeping. <clears throat> he started sleeping six to eight hours a night, and. um in, in his crib and that sort of just stuff. A pleasant little baby, just always so happy. Mm. Truly, Aiden never went through the terrible twos or the three major stage, like none of that. And people would warn us, oh, just wait for twos. Well, twos came and went and they were a blast. And then they, oh, three's the new two. Well, then three came and went. And I thought, I don't know what people are talking about. Like, he really has just always been such a joyful kid and just a fun kid to be around and he is still that way he's still very 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 smart he's very structured and uh, he likes what he likes and he doesn't doesn't like what he doesn't like like what he doesn't like (laughs) but he's he is he really is a really good kid and he's very sweet he he, just has a heart to do good he wants to do good there is not if we take a family walk there's not a flower that he passes that he doesn't pick for anna and give to her. He's always been that way. Um, and he's just really sweet. He's very good. And then I know in my old age, I will be well taken care of, at least by one of my children. And then with Everett, Everett is also very sweet and all that stuff. But he is probably more of the typical, the terrible twos, and then the three-nager, and he... We kind of jumped ahead really fast. Sorry, we did. We have two boys. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Aiden and Everett. Yeah, and they're they're almost five years apart. Aiden is seven, about to be eight. Everett just turned three, so four yep. and three quarters. If you want to get technical, like almost to the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, but um, two boys. Yes. So and yeah. So Everett. Aiden is very much kind of the typical firstborn. Wants to do well, please obey. Uh, Everett is very much the second child. If you've ever heard the term second child, wild child, he lives I up to that. Literally have not, but Oh, I have. He he is that way. He he can be incredibly sweet and loving and there's he's starting to he uh, let me okay, let me get this like straight and out of the way. And for Aiden and Everett both, mama is number 1 and 2 and 3. Dada is somewhere maybe on the top 10, but they want mama all the time. But occasionally now Everett will say, Dada, you're my best dada. And that, <laughs> that makes me feel good. Yeah. But 
they just love mama so much. There's something to that mother-son relationship that is just undeniable. But Everett... That I obviously adore. Yeah. Everett is... He is more wild. He's wilder. And he will physically try more things. Like, he was jumping on the trampoline at one and a half, whereas Aiden was... He would get on the trampoline at three, but (laughs) but very cautiously. Jumping came later. (laughs) Everett is just... More physically advanced than Aiden was, but Aiden was more physic or uh, more like mentally and academically. academically, yeah, along. But I will say with Everett, he may be wilder and physically more advanced, but that being said, he is also he just is a physically driven kind of child, and so he loves hard too. Like he is, he very much loves physical connection and touch and hugs and snuggling and cuddling. And I absolutely adore that about him. And Aiden is more an independent. I'm starting to have to really force those hugs hugs and kisses (laughs) on him lately. But, um, and he was just never really a cuddly baby. No. I mean, he definitely wanted mom. Definitely. And he was, Oh, I thought he wouldn't, never not be a hit baby for a while but um anyway Everett just loves that physical touch aspect and so I love that about him they're for being brothers from the same parents they are almost as opposite as they come yeah but they balance each other out so well at the same time they and play it just really balance, well together for they the most really part. do and it, it just balances our family out really really well and so I think the Lord knew we needed he, well, he knew we needed an Aiden because we'd have an Everett. And <laughs> he knew we needed Everett for Aiden. And so it's just, uh-huh. we all go together pretty well. Amen. So, <laughs> anyway, um, okay, this is pretty broad. But I'm going to ask, how did life change after kids? Well, you, you see. <laughs> there's a million things you could touch on. There are at least 14. Yeah, there I mean, literally, life flips upside down in a it's good way. It's not yeah. a bad thing. I like, it's the best thing ever, but it's just so different. You, you I know I, I said this earlier already, but you just don't realize how how much you can function on, on so little sleep or just like broken sleep. And like Anna said, it's all good things, but there are things... Like your your patience is tested constantly every day. You're breaking up 14 fights within the first hour of them waking up. Sometimes, like today, it seemed like that's how it was. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, even there, there are verses about perseverance. Having kids is wonderful and great, but there are things that test your patience, right? Yeah, absolutely. That that's gonna that's gonna come to another question, which okay. is why I'm kind of holding back a little bit. Okay. Because well, I feel like that kind of pulls into your faith. Yes. To that faith aspect of things. So just in general, what I was asking was how did life change in a general perspective? So we've got the sleep thing. Yep. We've got I mean, you just no longer think about yourself. It's like your vacations are different. It's what will my kids enjoy on vacation? Um, food, you know, it just, everything changes. Yeah. For, for me, uh, just to kind of touch on that, when we got married, just to go back a little bit, when we got married, like my priorities changed a lot from me to we, 
And since we've had kids, it's been even more amplified where, um, and I'm, I'm not like trying to brag on myself or anything, but I've, brag away. I've been more of a, I put Anna first and then the kid, it's kind of Anna 1A, the kids 1B, like what, what they want to do and what. And he does a great job at it. Where they might want to eat or whatever. <laughs> I, I just, I've learned to just not care as much about little things like that that don't really matter, like food, where we eat, where we may go on vacation. As long as everybody's having fun, that's all I really care about. Okay. Um, so what do we do now with kids? When, life, when kids came into the picture, what do we do as a family? What are some fun things that we do with kids being involved? You know, so we talked about when we were first married, we kind of had a pretty... Our normal day-to-day structured life. What does life look like with kids now? Um, well, uh, there's consistency in inconsistency. <laughs> I mean, a good way to it, put it. It seems like they're kids thrive off structure, so we try yeah, to set a pretty good structure. Yeah. And... Anna and I are, are both very structured people, but we're also have learned to be flexible, or at least Anna is. <laughs> Anna's good. In, that's why she's the part-time stay-at-home mom and not me. Mm-hmm. But she's good about being flexible with certain things. And you just you just have to be with kids because it's just no two days are the same in a row, it seems like. It's so true. Every day is so different. Yeah. But it's fun. That's what I love about it. It's the same, but it's different at the same time, if that makes any sense. It's the same in that we get up and we're all together and... We do generally the same, you know, school, and and we kind of have our schedule, but then we don't have a schedule, and, and it's always a little bit different. Kids just have a way of making things, this is my take on it, more fun, honestly. Like, yes, it tests your patience. Yes, you're losing a lot of sleep. Yes, it's not about you anymore, or I guess no. <laughs> no, it's not about you anymore, I should say. But they have a way of just making it so much more fun. They just add an extra dose of joy in there. And they see life from a different lens and perspective that um, uh, just adds, I don't know, a curiosity and a joyfulness there. You know what I mean? And it just Mm -hmm. kind of brings life back into everyday life. And that's one thing I just love about kids and, and having kids and being home with them is they just bring life into the everyday mundane things. Uh-huh. And this is a, a verse I was trying to think of earlier, but it's from Romans 5, 4. <clears throat> and it, ta- it says, um, And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And that's what I think a lot of times when like with raising kids, not only are you developing their character, but honestly, through kids, your your character is being developed and your patience and endurance and all that, all those really great things that are hard in the moment are being developed. And as parents, you're having to help your kids develop those things, um, especially when they're young. There's a lot we could touch on yeah, with parenting, and we're going to break this up into multiple episodes. Um, so right now, we'll kind of just focus on, like, how did life change for us, I guess, more. Okay. And yeah. so uh, that does bring me to my next question is, 
how has having kids changed your walk with the Lord? And we'll each kind of answer that. Um, I can kind of yeah, you stumble ahead. my way through a few things I'll, that I can think of. I'll off definitely the top stumble of my, my way through. But. <laughs> well, um, for one, it truly is just like a daily sanctification of yourself. You know what I mean? And it's a daily humbling of yourself. And, <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Sorry. I'll have to cut that out. <clears throat> Sorry. Um, yeah, so it then becomes not about you anymore. And that's that's the life cycle of things. That's how it's supposed to go, you know? Your parents invested in you for you to then invest in your children and then so on and so forth. And you are preparing the next generation for them to prepare the next generation. And so it's certainly a humbling thing. It's um, a daily sanctification of your, of your own heart. And man, it's good accountability. Um, I constantly am having to watch my words and my actions, um, just in the way I react to things, the way I respond and react when they're arguing, the way I respond when someone in public maybe were to say something that I don't necessarily uh, like or a mean driver on the road, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or in our marriage when we're maybe not on the same page and agreeing. Um, I'm always watching how I react because they are watching that and figuring out how you react or how to react in situations and they learn from that. So, um, you go on and then I'll probably touch on a little bit more, but you go ahead next. (laughs) Well, I was, I mean, I could piggyback off of that. There, there are so many times, especially with Aiden, since he's older, um, where I will do or say something and don't think he, I don't think he hears or whatever. And then he'll bring it up three days later (laughs) about me saying or doing something. And I also, there are times in the moment when I think I've gotten a little better, but I, I used to get, let my anger get the best of me sometimes. And so I started walking out of the room. I remember one time specifically I walked out cause I was just frustrated and I came back in and he said, Dada, I'm watching you. You can't just walk out of a room when you're mad. Do you remember something like <laughs> yes. that? Oh, um, I remember. Man, so, kids are good at pointing out. Yeah. The kids the good, have the bad and the ugly. They have no filter and that's such a good thing because they they call you on your stuff when you Aiden need to be called on. Me it. Often you're not supposed to be texting while driving. <laughs> Which is so good. It's so true and I'll say you're right. I shouldn't yeah. be or I shouldn't have said that or um whatever. It's a it's a Man, it's humbling, and they have a way of bringing you to your knees, and if you have not learned how to say sorry or ask forgiveness at this point in your life, have a child, and <laughs> they'll bring it out of you in some way or another, and and that's how it should be. It's a good thing for them to see you apologize you sorry, yeah. and you ask for forgiveness, to see that, hey, mom and dad aren't perfect. They fail just like I do, and that's okay. We're all doing this life thing together. We're all sinful humans um yeah. it, it, it's a it's a huge thing it's something i never thought about before having kids but if if your kid or children see you say, say, saying sorry like they see us mess up every day all the time because we do mess up every day all the time 
if they see you apologizing when you raise your voice when you shouldn't have or got onto them when it was actually the other sibling or whatever it may be, and you apologize to them on your, you know, for your mistake, I mean, that's huge. Like it's something they see and they can remember. It, it's a good thing to apologize because I felt really bad when my dad was getting onto me when I, it wasn't my fault. But when he apologized, it, it made me realize that he is acknowledging messing up. Because we all mess up, and mm-hmm. it's okay that we mess up as long as you realize that and apologize. If you if you go through, if you've had a parent, so anyway, sorry. It's good to have that. It's good to have you as a parent apologize to your kids when you mess up or when you raise your voice a little too loud or whatever it may be. They see that, and that's and in turn, when they become parents, they'll remember that. And I was going to say, too, when you were talking about how our parents raise us and we can raise kids, you know, Mm -hmm. I also think as parents, like our parents want to leave us better than what or like leave the they want to give us a better world than what they had growing up. And I think we want to do the same thing. And I also think we want to leave them as better people than what we are. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was just something I thought of when you were yeah. talking. Yeah, agreed. Um, <clears throat> the final bow on that little part to tie up for me, I would say, is just having kids does, should and does just truly reflect the relationship that we have with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And I, I just can't help but see that, um, you know, when when my child messes up just today and he says, I'm always getting in trouble or whatever, mm-hmm. which he, this was the oldest and he is not because we just got done bragging on him and telling what a good kid he is. And that's just him. Like he thinks the minute we have to correct him, he's the worst kid ever. Um, so... Anyway, because he's just used to always doing good. Um, it's well, Anna. <laughs> anyway, um, so when he's, you know, in that mode and, you know, I said, we're, you know, reminding him, it's just, you know, we just need correction. You're, it does not mean you're the worst kid ever, you know, and we told him, you know, just today that like when we mess up in the eyes of Jesus, it doesn't mean we're the worst Christian ever. It just means we need a little help getting back on track and a little correction. And I just think of our Heavenly Father and how much He loves us. And I think how much I love my children so deeply, so dearly. I'd give my life for them in an instant. That how much more are we loved by a Heavenly Father, you know, who created us and who does not make mistakes and made us on purpose and and I'm just reminded of that a lot in my relationship with my children, um, <clears throat> just how deeply loved we all are, and and that our God is good and He wants good things for us, just as a parent wants nothing but good for their children. I want nothing but the perfect life for my children. However, I know that if they did not go through any kind of hardship they would not grow and be challenged in life and and I know that's the same with our spiritual walk you know if everything in life was just easy peasy 
we would not grow and we would not be challenged. And so it's just, there just are such parallels between our Christianity and um, our relationship with our children. Yeah, yeah. so um, it's really neat to get to see that and experience it firsthand. Not just and, get to see it, but like live it out. Yeah, to live it out and, and to challenge my faith more and to, um, you know, now with Aiden being a new Christian, he um, accepted the Lord and got baptized last summer. Um, when he was seven and so now we're getting to walk through that with him and remind him like hey remember as a Christian you know Mm -hmm. like this is what we're called to do or this is what we're called to not do and you know etc so it's fun to get to walk through that with him so and just be challenged kind of all over again in our faith so um so that ties that up the last question I had um well I guess there's two We'll wrap this up quickly. How has our marriage changed? <laughs> um, Post children. That's a good question. I think there we have to be more intentional with our time, and we're not always great about that. But that's again one reason why we started this podcast is to be more like kind of intentional in tune with each other. Because I think I've said this, it's easy just to veg out and watch something on Netflix or whatever. Well, and because, yes, we had iPhones in 2012 when we got married, but did Instagram exist? I don't remember. I don't know. Was it a thing? I don't know. Social media was just not as Social media has just blown up. It has completely blown up. And so I remember even in 2012 when we first got married, we weren't, we didn't have our phones as accessible as we do now. And so add in to a marriage, having children which is enough to divide your attention. Mm-hmm. Multiple children is enough to divide your attention because you're just always staying busy. They need snacks or one needs to go potty or there's a mess to clean up. You've got to eat yourself and fix dinner for yourself. And, oh, hey, let's keep the house clean. And we've got two dogs on top of that. And have you fed the dogs today? They need to be walked, et cetera, et cetera. You know, life gets busy. And then you add in the added... I don't know, distraction, distraction of yeah, so, yeah. Of screens and social media, and it can be enough to pull two people away from a marriage. And so even more so, we've had to be extra intentional as our kids are at such a needy level right now, yeah. especially as they're young. They're just so, so needy. And we're working on that, and that's like something that – Parents of young kids, you strive for, you know, you, you work towards their independence, but they're just still so young and there's just so much they just can't do for themselves right now. And so our time and attention is pulled away. And especially when our dear sweet Everett is three and still not fully sleeping through the night. So we're tired and our time in the evenings gets cut short sometimes. And so, um, yeah. and uh, there's a, a really good quote <clears throat> in a, at work, we're going through a, a book together, and there's a, a good quote in there. It says, um, if the devil can't make you sin, he'll make you busy. And I think that's when you're a parent, and at night, you you have to connect with each other. You just have to. Uh, that's what that's like one thing that keeps you afloat and your marriage afloat and all that stuff. And it's so true. Like if the Bible, or the Bible, if the devil can't make you sin... <laughs> He will keep you busy on Instagram, Facebook, uh, catching up with group text, or whatever it may be. Maybe or you're sleeping. just tired. Yeah. Uh, Hello. <laughs> so you just have to be, the, 
You just have to be intentional with your time. You really, really do. That actually brings us to our challenge for this week. So I wrote down our challenge. I came up with it for this week. (laughs) Your challenge is to find a way to be intentional with your marriage after having children. So whether that is, (laughs) say, whether that's setting aside a set date night, if you can make it weekly, great. Awesome. Friday night, date night. It's just awesome. Or even monthly, you know, whatever, every third Friday, who knows, whatever, you set the time. Um, Once a week, or even just once a week, make it a point to um, not watch something, or be on your phone. Play a game. Play a game, work a puzzle. Start your own podcast. This is really fun. So do something that involves maybe not a screen, or it could if you're just if it's a way to like connect to each but other. But if you're like both on one screen as yeah. opposed to your own separate screen. We've talked about this before. We go through a book together, so pick a book and read it together in the evenings if that's your thing. Um anyway, that's our challenge. Is we to challenge you. Find <laughs> ways especially when you're in the throes of young children and you're in just that Really, really busy season of life where it's just hard to find that alone time together. Um, challenge yourselves to to pick a night to do something different and to reconnect. You can, you can pick your night. You can pick your friend's night. <laughs> no, sorry, that's bad. You can pick your nose. You can pick your friend. You mm, can pick yeah, your... Get that okay, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that about wraps up. That does. Uh, this episode, in a nutshell, I thought that was... I felt like that was really brief. I could have talked a lot more about how children change you as a person, everything, your marriage, your walk with the Lord. Um, but that was enough to give y'all a tidbit and also just a challenge. And and, um, and hopefully you see, though, like through our eyes, that like what joy children are. But it, you know, it is. It's, it's, it's work. Fun. Yeah, but I was going to say it's fun to get away as a couple. Oh, yeah. Reconnect. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's so much work, but it's truly kingdom work. I know that sounds maybe a little bit cheesy, but it is what I feel like I have been called to do um, as a, a person, a mom. I am raising the next generation for the kingdom, and I don't take that task lightly. And so um, I do it with joy. We do it with joy and um, expectantly to see how or how our boys are going to change the world and what they're going to do. Yes. <laughs> Is that too cheesy for you? No. It, no. All right, guys. Thank you for listening. Hope you got something out of it. And we'll see, we'll you, see next you next week. week.